This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back to Council for Life. My name is Beth. And I'm Eliza. Thank you for joining us today. And last week, we talked about attunement and being fully present in moments. And we want this week to kind of steer similar in similar direction, but beyond that. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we encourage you, maybe even pause, go back, listen to that one, and and now listen to this one. We're going to talk today about the importance of our thought life. And Eliza, you you are going to lead the way in this conversation, but I want to just frame it up for you. Uh, When we think about what we're thinking about, often our thoughts can be can go to a negative place and legitimately you know negative things happening in our lives but then that can begin to spiral and swirl for us and it's really sometimes hard to to move out of that and so we want to talk a little bit today as you just have some really good ways to frame that up and a, a bit of a template for us to think about how we're viewing negative thoughts in our lives and so i would love to just kick it over to you and you can just start talking about this concept i think it's going to be really helpful for our listeners well, and I, I think you're right. Like, I think this is something that people deal with. It may be something that maybe you deal with in from time to time and more occasionally, but there's, there are some people who negative thinking just feels like it's their constant companion. Like it's really mm-hmm. hard to stop negative thoughts. They're almost like a snowball. Once I start thinking about it, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And the situation just gets bigger and bigger in my head. And so mm-hmm. how do we, how do we deal with this? Well, first of all, I think it's important to recognize that our thoughts really do matter. They do impact us, even though it's not even something that you're experiencing, like actually living through. If you are thinking, negative thoughts, they impact your life. I mean, Proverbs 23, seven says as a man thinks, so he is. So our thoughts impact what we do. They impact who we are. They impact how we view our identity, like who we believe we are as well. And so this is no small thing. We're not just talking about, oh, let's talk about thoughts. Like we're actually talking about what will shape our lives. And so it's really important to uh, consider the, the impact of our thoughts. And so some people might be going, okay, great. I struggle with negative thoughts. And now you're really like impressing like doom on me because they're so important. Um, But I say that just to kind of let you know, like, this is important. What you're struggling with is really important if you struggle with negative thoughts. And um, we know from scripture that scripture talks about our thoughts. Scripture tells us that our thoughts are to be taken under obedience, really. And uh, even Philippians 4 talks about how we should think about certain things. So we should think about what is true, right? That's what Philippians uh, 4 starts out. Finally, brothers, whatever is true. But I want to stop right there and just say, okay, but what if what is true is actually negative? Like what if it's actually Hmm. really bad? Mm -hmm. I think we can all probably feel that, right? Like what if what is true about me is negative? What if I really did mess something up or I really did hurt somebody, or I really did fail in some way. And I'm living in the repercussions of that. Like, what do I do with that? And I'm sure we've all felt that, or it doesn't even have to be ourselves, right? It can be what what might be true in my relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really dealing with a really difficult relationship. And what if I'm really married to somebody who's 
very hard <laughs> to be mm-hmm. with. How do I stop thinking about that? Because it's actually true. And so, um, well, and actually you, we, you and I were talking offline, you brought up the idea of even just what's happening in our world, right? Yes, all of the things that are happening around us that we have no control over, but they're, they're bad and they're hard. And, and they that's the those are the kinds of things that can really get stuck in our brains, because we do feel so helpless to to make change there. But we, we tend to scroll, like, continue to spiral into this, like, what if, what if, what if, what if these bad things are happening. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, if, if the thing is negative, but it's also true, what is the solution? Like, yeah. and and also, I mean, there's some there's some people out there that might say things like, "Well, you just need to learn to discipline yourself to just stop that thought, mm-hmm. like just stop it, just replace it with something else." But uh, let's be honest, it's not that easy. Like, it, right. and and sometimes the things that are hard and negative need to have dedicated thought to them, right? That's things, you know, but, but how do we decide and how do we, yeah. you know, when do we need to think about these things and when do we need to set them to, to off to the side? So what thoughts do you have about that? Yeah. And I think that's so key because you're right. It's all around us. We don't even, we can be trying to think about positive things, but the minute you turn on the news or you you look on Twitter, I mean, my husband <laughs> calls CNN constantly negative news stands for <laughs> CNN. So yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Like it's, it's surrounding us. So what do we do? And I think one of the things that you shared was important. Like we don't want to just be like, Oh, that doesn't matter. We'll just replace it with, we're going to stop that thought. And we're just going to put a good thought. That's that Pollyanna thinking. I don't mm, know if you, yeah. you ever saw that movie a long, long time ago, there was a movie. I, I don't know if people still watch that movie or not, but that whole idea of I'll just think positively um, or just that power of positive thinking will make all of these negative things go away. And that's just not the reality. So what I want to share with you is something that I often, um, I learned it somewhere else. I wish I could give credit to the person, but I don't know where I learned it. And it was probably, I don't know, a dozen years ago or more, but I was, I think I was at a conference or something and somebody had shared this acronym and the acronym is A-W-E and it stands for this and what else. So when you have a truth, a reality, a thought that it's true, but it's a negative truth, or it's you're, you're wrapped up in negative thinking that is based on, you know, the circumstances of your life not being good. The acronym AWE is really important. And what else? So yes, it's true that maybe I lost my job or that this relationship is broken or that I failed in this area or I, I, you know, I, I sinned in this area and I really feel bad about it, or I hurt this person. Yes, that's true. So we acknowledge it and say that's true. But then we move to, and what else? Don't let that truth be the only thing that occupies your mind. Hmm. So the, and what else should always be towards the Lord, towards his truth, towards that capital T truth. So towards the Lord, towards his forgiveness, towards the truth that he heals brokenness, that he can redeem things. And he, he shows us more of himself as we wait for that redemption. It's because he doesn't always redeem it in this life. Some of it is at the end of the, this life that we actually see it completely made right. But that's the end. What else is we move towards the, the Lord. So in your negative, dark, painful thinking, use that acronym. Yes, that's true. But and what else? God is faithful. 
God is an ever-present help. We talked about that last week in the in the attunement episode. Um, we we really want to see that God is present and available for us, and He is more powerful than our circumstances and our thoughts. So that and what else? That A W E. If you put it together for a word, it's actually the word awe. It's easy to remember that way because it puts us in a place of being in awe of a God who is bigger than our thoughts and is able to. Uh, walk with us through those hard situations, provide us everything that we need and care for us along the way. And that should change our thoughts to, yes, this is true, but something else is even truer. Something else is even bigger. Something else is even more powerful. Thank you for the, just the acronym is super helpful because we we need some of these nuggets to hang on to like, what, what did you say? And so that's great to, to have that word awe. And I love that you, you talked about kind of two things. We acknowledge it, mm-hmm. acknowledge the, the thing that's actually hard and difficult and what else? And we, mm-hmm. so we, we, think about and move towards the Lord in that. And we actually see great examples of this in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. So we see many Psalms, especially David, where he is acknowledging the hard and painful thing. And then he's also, he's, he's not even just tacking on the goodness of the Lord. He's like, he's allowing the goodness of the Lord to sit on top of that. I do want to say though, in, in that acknowledgement kind of thing, this is a scriptural true thing that sometimes that acknowledgement takes some time and 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 that's called lament that's a Mm -hmm. good thing it's a good gift from the lord that we should lament over things that are hard and we need to have these uh the the ability and even the the presence maybe what we talked about last week of just the attunement to go this is genuinely grievous and i i don't want to just um move too quickly into like, right. oh, but the Lord, whatever. It's like, I need to, the acknowledgement is really, really helpful. So I often will tell clients that, you know, maybe the reason that that thought just can't stop swirling for you is because you haven't really grieved the thing that's hard. It's, it, it maybe it deserves that, those present moments where you're actually lamenting before the Lord, how hard it is. We see David doing that. We see his process and, and, walking all the way around something to really notice what it's doing, its impact, its difficulty, then allows you to really give the full weight of a big God who loves you and is right in the middle of it with you and can lean in towards you in those moments. And so, um, you know, I'm, I, I do a lot of work related to people's past trauma and often there's a lot of negative thinking about themselves, um, that comes out of, a, a, you know, a lot of traumatic situations for people, a lot of negative beliefs about themselves and those beliefs or those thoughts, those feelings that people have, they just, they need, they need that acknowledgement. That's important. And you, do, you bring up such a good point in that. And that's why we don't want to just say it's not true. We're saying yeah. this is true. And I love when you say lament, like Lamentations, the book of lament, really, it talks about the famous passage in chapter three, where it says, I remember the afflictions, my afflictions. I remember them, mm-hmm. my wanderings, the wormwood, the gall. But then it says, you know, it talks about my soul continually is cast down by these things. But then it mm-hmm. says, but this I call to mind and therefore yeah. I have hope. So it's this, this whole both of those things. And that's why it's so important to recognize this is true, but what else is also true? And you're right. Giving appropriate time to both of those things to process them is very key. And I think that's important as we think about it as Christians, because too often I think we're encouraged to go to the positive, like mm-hmm. just, just get to the good thoughts. 
But look, I love that you brought up the book of Psalms. Like look at Psalms. It is full of the the recognizing that these things are hard, that these things are difficult and um, we want to give it the proper time. And I'm very glad that you mentioned the passage in Lamentations, because if I remember correctly, now I'm going to, you guys will hear my pages wrestling. I want to actually read it because it's so powerful. Okay. He is, he is not brushing past or, no. or smoothing over the pain, no. right? Like it's, it's very, very real. Um, but when he says, I remember the wormwood, the gall, all of that, but this I call to mind. Mm-hmm. And what is he calling to mind? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So he's talking about presence <laughs> every single day in this present moment. His mercies are new. They are ready for me. They're waiting for me every time I get up in the morning. And we need to believe that if we're going to walk through really hard things, which is what he's talking about. It's like, how am I going to walk through this hard, hard thing if I don't know at the in the pit of my soul that God's mercies are going to be waiting for me when I wake up tomorrow morning? Like, so, so important. And then, and then I love that it says, the Lord is good to those who, what? wait for him. Mm. Like there's so much waiting in our difficulty. There's so much waiting, but he's good to us in our waiting to the soul who seeks after him. It it, it says it's good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's good for a man that he bear this yoke in his youth. It's this idea of we can't hurry past it. Mm. We are, we are dependent on a God who is our savior, our redeemer, our friend. And we need that every moment. There's a dependence there, which we, we tend to be more tuned into when we're struggling, honestly, right? Like whenever there's a lot of negative thoughts, I'm more prone to go, oh, I need some help (laughs) outside myself. Well, and that passage is so important too, because, you know, he, he shifts his thinking. He's in the, he's in that negative thinking there. He shifts it to the Lord, but the circumstance hasn't changed. And I think that's so important. You may not be out of it, but he's remembering this truth and he praises the Lord. And that's why I love about that acronym. There is an awe that happens even in the midst of our most difficult and, and, um, negative circumstances, we can still experience that awe of who God is. And uh, I just want to end on um, going back to probably the most popular passage when we think about our thinking or when we talk about our thinking uh, at Philippians 4. And it's a great passage and it does instruct us. I'm just going to read it because I want to want to pause on a point that I think sometimes we skip over, but it says this, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And we hold on to that and we think, okay, this is what I need to do. And we do need to do that. I'm not saying we don't need to do that. We do need to do that. But we forget chapter verse nine that comes right after it says, what you have learned So we have to learn this, Mm -hmm. what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. I love this word, practice these things. We can read that verse, the verse before it, and think that's all there is. Just think whatever is good, whatever's true. But we forget that verse nine says, practice these (laughs) things. We actually need practice in these. We need to continually repeat them. There's a reason why the scripture was written down and preserved for us because we need to go back to it over and over and over and over again and read things like Lamentations or Psalm 40 or Psalm 42, where we see the practice of the lament is there. Yes, this is hard. And what else is also true? So mm. practice these things. So it takes time. And don't worry if if you are feeling like, yeah, I'm I'm not very good at this. 
hey, we need to practice it. And well, the, there's a saying, practice makes... <laughs> Perfect. Uh. <laughs> no, practice makes permanent. Practice ah, makes permanent. So That's better. <laughs> yes. We want to practice these things so they become a permanent part of our life. And so... That's uh, so great. Yeah. And, and, and honestly... I think where we, when and where we obviously and naturally struggle to practice these things, we need to recognize that we're meant to practice them communally. Mm-hmm. This is not an individual thing that we're supposed mm-hmm. to do by ourselves all the time. It's like, this is why Paul says, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to each other. Like, right. do it together and practice these this your thought life in the context of community, because that is where you'll receive encouragement. It's like, I, I need somebody else to remind me to do this, and I need to remind other people, this is what we're doing. This is what we're practicing. And so, it is a communal effort. For sure. sure. And it and it affects us. I love that, you know, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms. I won't make you sing it, although that could be a great moment of humanity. But uh, as as we mentioned last week, I was recently on vacation and um on one of the airlines, one of the stewardess sang us a song to start out, and it made the whole plane, the disposition of the people in the room completely different. Everybody was happy and cheerful because she sang, you are my sunshine. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And and she was a great singer, but like, there is something that happens when we sing and praise to one another as well. We are meant to practice as it changes our thinking as well. So that won't be our moment in humanity. I won't make you sing though. I think you actually have a good voice. Don't you? I, I, I think I heard once that. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice. You, I used to sing a lot, not as much anymore. I use my voice in different ways. (laughs) All right. I won't, I won't call you on the spot for that one though. Maybe sometime the listeners will have to let us know. Do you want Beth to sing to us? And then what is the, what is the song? What are we going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I do want to end with just a moment of humanity as we always do. And as we think about our own lives, what are some areas in which negative thinking sometimes really messes us up? Uh, and Uh, I think you and I have some similar, similar bent there (laughs) for me. I don't know about anybody else on this podcast. If you, if this is you, would you please like commiserate with us, but affirm, um, affirm us. (laughs) We were talking about like, when does negative thinking the most, most problematic for us and middle of the night thoughts are just never helpful. Like wake up in the middle of the night and your brain starts going and they go to places like I have had some just straight up crazy thoughts in the middle of the night that I feel like I better get up and write this email to this person because they need to know this right now, or I need to, you know, help figure this thing out or whatever. And I have learned over the years that crazy midnight thoughts or middle of the night thoughts in the morning are very different. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, that, what in the world did I, I was like completely down a track that was like going off the rails. And in the morning I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. No big deal. Don't need to write an email. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, that's at least like potentially an important thing. Some of mine are like, let me give you an example. I just thought of this okay. last summer, <clears throat> my, uh, the rod in my closet started to bow. The clothes were too heavy on this long rod in my closet. And I saw it. And then that night I happened to be, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and if I'm not really disciplining myself to think about nothing and go back to sleep, I will wake up and stay awake. This particular night I was thinking, what if that breaks 
And then also I was like, I can't, I gotta make sure it doesn't break. So I need to get rid of some of my clothes. Which clothes should I get rid of? Oh, I read this, I read this article one time about this person that only has like five outfits. And that seems really godly somehow. I don't know why, but <laughs> like, should I do that? Like, should I get rid of a lot of stuff or maybe just get rid of the stuff that's the heaviest? So those are my, like my sweaters. I mean, yeah, I just went down this whole train and there was a lot of shame attached to it for some reason. Cause it was the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm such a bad closet keeper. Like, I, I don't, why, why does this matter? It doesn't matter. And it was literally a two hour conversation with myself over something that the next morning I was like, well, the rod is still up and I actually don't care at all whether or not I get rid of some clothes. Like I just need to get a new curtain and a new clothes rod. That's all I need. Stronger rod. Go with the steel rods. No, no wood rods, no bowing in the steel. That was your solution. That's pretty, that's crazy. At least your thing was like, I need to send this important email. We lose sleep over. Oh, don't worry. I've had some others for sure. But the <laughs> things we lose sleep over in the middle of the night. Yes, I'm sure we're not the only ones. I hope we're not the only ones. But we do hope that you guys have come away with some practical help today, specifically if you battle with negative thinking. We would love to hear from you about how this has been helpful. But we would also love to just ask you to please do us a favor and like these podcasts on whatever platform you are listening to them on because that helps other people find them. And also, share it, share it word of mouth or share it. If you liked it specifically a podcast, put it in your, in your social media in some way, shape or form. That is a huge blessing to us. It's a huge favor to us. And it helps us to know that you guys are actually listening and you like what you're hearing. So uh, we look forward to bringing you more uh, on this, this podcast council for life. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to council for life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit counselforlifepodcast.com.